Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, August 25th, 2022. I'm one of your host, Blessing Adioye Jr. Joining me is LaCroix Poppy himself, a.k.a. my fellow Forbes 30 under 30, a.k.a. Tim Fucking Gettys. I punch those snakes in the face, dude. Their tiny Made little face out. with their tiny little eyes. Oh, bah, bah, bah. And here I am back on oh, Kind yeah. of Funny Games Daily. I'm glad that the snake spike stripped didn't get you. That was mm-hmm. the that was the theory last episode. Yeah, yeah, come yeah. Through on the highway while you're driving your big old blue truck, flip, mm-hmm. flip you big over. Blue truck. You had to climb out. Give me a call. Be like, bless. I mean, I need a favor. <laughs> we got 20 yeah. minutes. Can you get a, get a guest for the show? And of course, it being me, I would have done it. Exactly. You're, you're, you're a good man. You're an uh, above average guy. That's what Thank the, you. the kids above, on the street say. Above average guy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim, how was the power outage? Oh, dude, you you guys, look, I know a lot of people are going to make fun of me for this, but I know there's a lot of people out there that can relate. Power outages, fairly rare these days. I feel like when I was a kid, they happened a lot more. And mm-hmm. when they would happen, I'd be like, oh, my God, guess what this means? I'm playing Pokemon all night. I got my Game Boy. We're going to have some fun, right? Yeah. But when you're an adult, I kind of just equate power to Internet. So I kept thinking like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah cool. Well, I can't do all the things I have to do, so... I'm just going to do this, this, or this. And I'm like, oh, wait, no, I can't play this game. Or I, I can't mm. just work on Word docs on my computer. I like literally walked into my theater room, and it was just pitch black because there's no windows in here. And I was like, well, that's a flaw. Mm. So, yeah, it was. Uh, there's a lot of little realizations uh, in your life when your power is out and you don't know why it's out. And they say it's going to be back in a couple hours, and it's not back for 12 hours later. I oh my god dude I feel that I had that happen uh this last Saturday where it wasn't my power it was just my internet I don't know where uh I was hanging out watching Better Call Saul I'm on season four I'm on like the final episodes of season four right now uh and out of nowhere my internet cut and both me and Michael were just like we're, we're kind of sitting in our rooms like waiting for like what one of us to act <laughs> it's like which one of us are going to be the ones to like walk over to the modem unplug it and replug it mm-hmm. yeah and like you know after 10 minutes i get up i do the thing i unplug it i replug it internet's not back yet uh 30 minutes later me and michael are like all right i guess we're gonna have to figure this out michael goes online turns out there's an internet outage everywhere uh and they don't have like a return time so i'm just sitting mm-hmm. here i'm like what am i gonna do can't watch Better Call Saul. I'm useless. Can't just surf Twitter. Yeah, it turns out so if you're just I, home with nothing media to do. Physical is great if the internet goes out. And then you can just, put, uh, you know, throw in a, a Blu-ray into your PS5 and just, uh, you mm. know, watch stuff there. You know? The one situation where you will, you will ever throw a Blu-ray into your PS5. Yeah. Because people, aren't, people aren't, aren't watching Blu-rays anymore. That's a thing of the past, right? It's everything's oh, digital. 4K, uh, 4K Blu-rays, digital. especially when I don't want it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Tim's got it. Tim's got the I love it as once an episode now. What's an episode, episode Tim baby. has to bust out the, the, the Sonic 2. You know it's what just, I ended up doing? It's a thing of beauty, man. Come on. Are you kidding me? Look at that. Oh, It's a hot case. It is. It's a hot case. What'd you what end up doing, Bless? I ended up just play, uh, doing the Last of Us review because, of course, people know we got uh, access to Last of Us Part 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, played played that uh, instead, reviewed that. And then, like, partway through, I was like, you know what I should do? 
I should download Last of Us Remastered so I can compare and contrast. Went over and I was like, oh yeah, I don't have internet. I can't do that now. I can't things, even do man. that. It's exactly. the little things. It's the things you don't Dude, think about. So, I mean, speaking of the little things, and this is again, one of the most Tim Gettys travesty moments of boohoo, your life sucks, Tim. But so yesterday, power out, right? I'm like, I had so much work to do, including games daily. So many things were not done yesterday that had to get done. But I was like, well, that is what it is. I still, I can make calls. I can still get on some Discord things. I popped into games daily for a little housekeeping and all that stuff right so my phone the battery that it had was valuable to me because there's no way for me to recharge it all my portable chargers i just traveled to nashville i never recharged them so i was like what i got here that's that's it that's game over right so what did i proceed to do play a couple hours of marvel snap yesterday which is first off such a goddamn good game second off that thing drains your battery so i i was playing with the thrill bless i was like i have an important business call to take later today but I got well, two more challenges yeah, we got to do, snap. man. I got two more challenges. Anyways, enough of that. What, what is, is the, this show? Well, I, I want to ask, are you able to talk about Marvel Snap? Or do you have plans yeah. to talk about Marvel Snap? Because I, mean, I want to hear about Marvel Snap. But I can the, wait until Gamescast. If that's yeah, well, yeah, let's wait wait till, wait till Gamescast or wait till something at, at some point. I, I've been playing it. I've been loving it. It's in beta right now. Uh, you can get it on Android. And there's ways to get it on iOS. <laughs> so right. Google it. Figure it out. But it's see, awesome. See if I can it's freaking it. awesome. All right, Tim, enough about Marvel Snap. Let's talk about today's stories, which include PS5 getting a price increase, uh, more about that Horizon Netflix show, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games Daily. Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code Kind of Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be a part of the show, to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames or bronze members or above, get to write in. And silver members or above, get the show ad-free with the exclusive daily post-show. Housekeeping for you, P.S. I Love You, XOXO is recording right after this with special guest Sancho West, uh, and we need your help. Uh, we're talking about the future of The Last of Us, and we want your input. Uh, you can write into patreon.com slash games and let us know where you want The Last of Us to go, or any questions you have about the future of the franchise, and we'll talk about it on P.S. I Love You, XOXO this week. This is one of those fun weeks where... I use the word fun loosely because it's going to sound like it's fun that Greg and Janet are away. It was one of those fun scenarios where Greg t- came to me and was like, hey, you got a week. I'm out. Janet's out. Like, who do you want as a guest? What do you want to do? And I looked at the calendar and I was like, all right, what PlayStation like related thing is happening? What would theoretically be the episode? And before this week became the week of like billions of PlayStation headlines mm-hmm. between a price increase, between uh, DualSense, Edge, all the, all the stuff happening. What I saw on the calendar was that, hey. It's the week before Last is Part 1. Why don't we talk about Last of Us? Why don't we just nerd out about Last of Us? And who better to nerd out about Last of Us with than Sancho West? Sancho West is my brother in arms when it comes to Last of Us factions. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to have a long, big conversation about that. We're probably going to talk about Last of Us Part 3, if that exists, what, what that is, what that could be. Highly recommend that episode. Tune in on Patreon if you're a live viewer. I think it's going to be a fantastic one. Uh, and then in case you missed it a new kind of funny x cast is up right now uh, and the crew has gotten to check out obsidian's upcoming game pentiment uh, that is up on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and on podcast services around the globe uh, and then tim you got something to say 
I do. Uh, like I was saying yesterday, Twitch has uh, eased up a little bit on its exclusivity clauses when it comes to live streaming. So kind of funny he's doing some fun experiments right now. Uh, we are currently simultaneously live on Twitch Whoa. and on up, TikTok. Twitch? There you What's go. What's up, TikTok kids? Yeah, so uh, if anyone cared, you can uh, follow us at Kind of Funny Games on TikTok to, to watch this show live. Uh, maybe in addition to watching it live, if you want more of Tim and Bless, this is the best way to do that. Um, but on top of that, uh, next week, we're doing a, a different experiment that's a little bit bigger of an experiment. We're going to be doing Kind of Funny Games daily live on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games as opposed to Twitch. So one week, just an experiment to see what's up. Uh, we're trying to see what that can do, what type of audience is over there, different types of content where games play works a little better on twitch maybe podcast stuff works better there i don't know we're just gonna see what's up but monday through friday next week when greg returns greg miller will return next mm-hmm. week after his two-week vacation uh to kind of funny games daily five episodes youtube.com slash kind of funny games 10 a.m pacific time let me tell you i'm really excited about this experiment specifically to see chat because like i love twitch chat i uh, twitch chat at this point you know me and y'all we got a rapport yeah, mm-hmm. I, I love reading chat. I love having the back and forth. I even love when y'all hate on me because y'all hate on me sometimes. But I but I enjoy it. I feel like Twitch chat has this very specific energy. And I'm very curious about if YouTube chat is different or not. Mm-hmm. Like, does is YouTube chat, like, is it more pleasant? Is it filled with more haters? Is it, like, you know, just a different dynamic? Like, what is what is YouTube chat going to be like? That's the thing I'm, I'm most, most curious about. Whole new world. I'm we'll trying see. to start a U- YouTube chat versus Twitch chat war. And so I Twitch like chat. It. Like, hold it down, right? Like, prove to us that you guys are the ones. Prove to, <laughs> prove to us that you guys are, like, the homies. That way, like, when I go to YouTube, I'm like, man, I, I miss t- Twitch. And same for y'all, YouTube. When we come to YouTube, like, <laughs> treat us like kings, you know what I mean? Except yeah. for Greg Miller. Except for yeah. Greg Miller. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Thank you to our Patreon producers, Fargo Brady, Guy V, and The Saboteur. Uh, today, we're brought to you by MeUndies, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is, and forever will be. The Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. A baker's dozen. Starting with our number one. The PS5 is about to get more expensive. This comes from Rebecca Valentine at IGN. The PlayStation 5 is about to get more expensive in most major markets. And Sony says you can blame continued inflation and other global economic troubles. Today, on the PlayStation blog, Sony announced that it will be raising price of both editions of the PS5 in Europe, the UK, the Middle East, Africa, Asia, Latin America, and Canada. The United States seems to be the only major market not getting a price increase. Quote, the global economic environment is a challenge that many of you around the world are no doubt experiencing, the blog, the blog post states. Quote, we're seeing high global inflation rates as well as adverse currency trends impacting consumers and creating pressure on many industries. End quote. The price increases are as follows, and I've only I've only boiled down to Europe, UK, and Japan. Of course, you can go over to the PlayStation blog to get the full scope of what all the different pricing increases look like. Uh, but right now in Europe, the PS5 with a disc drive is going up to €549.99. That is up from €499.99. Uh, and then the digital version is, go, is uh, going up to €449.99, up from €399.99. Over in the UK, uh, the disc drive is going up uh, to £479.99, up from £449.99, and then the digital edition is going up to £389.99. Say uh, 99 one goddamn more time, <laughs> 99. Uh, and then over in Japan, the disc drive is going up to... You want to you wanna know what, Tim? Mm. I, the reason why I'm saying it like that is because I'm trying to cover for the fact that, like, I don't know which one of these is Pence. I Got don't want to... I don't want to use this Pence. I don't know which one. I was trying to hide it. 
Mm -hmm. I thought I, I was doing a good job. Mm -hmm. uh, over over in Japan, the disk drive is going up to fifty four thousand nine hundred eighty yen. Uh, that is up from four uh, forty nine thousand nine hundred eighty yen. And then of course the digital edition that is going up to forty forty four thousand nine hundred eighty yen, up from thirty nine thousand nine hundred eighty yen. Uh, it is unfortunately not clear from the blog post whether or not this price increase will eventually be brought back down again, or if so, when. Sony concludes this blog post by stating that its top priority is to improve the PS5 supply situation, which has struggled <clears throat> since the console's launch due to ongoing chip shortages. Tim, this is wild news. It is, man. It is. It is a, a, a very dark sign of the times that we're in and the, the effects of the chip shortages still not being close to over and in fact kind of becoming a reality now where this was inevitable that it was going to cost them a lot more so they weren't going to make as much money i am honestly kind of surprised they're doing this move and i think that the worst side of it is not doing it in the u.s but doing it everywhere else is not good you know i feel like it's like it would have been even better if it wasn't here too and I, that's a weird thing to say but i think that that's the the reality with this i think that we're going to see this a lot more i don't necessarily know that xbox and nintendo are going to react like this but i think we're going to see things uh start to be newer tech coming out being like priced higher than you would traditionally expect we have the apple event coming up uh they just announced on september 7th for the new iphones and honestly i wouldn't be surprised if they're more expensive than we've been used to the last couple of years where we kind of hit uh a new level where i mean iphones have in the last decade plus just gotten more and more and more expensive to the point that like once we hit the iphone 10 or whatever it's like it crossed that thousand dollar mark and like now the top tier iphones are kind of in around that thousand eleven hundred dollars like i wouldn't be surprised if this one starts pushing 1300 or something like that when they announce it don't have any inside info don't know that that's the case but i would not be surprised like this is something that is affecting tech across the world in every single way and uh it it is unfortunate because of course we don't want to spend more uh playstation doing this is it's pretty pretty wild man like i this is a, an, an era that I've never seen. I've never covered video games uh, as a recession is uh, at some point of happening, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like it's it's crazy to see. Um, I, I again, I think that not having the consistency across the entire world is a bad look. What, why do you think that they're not doing in the United States? Do you think they just see this market as too vital to possibly fuck up in that way? Yes, I think it's I think it's that. I mean, like the the US is their their biggest market, right? So I feel like they'd want to hold off on you know, you don't want bad news, right? It's like you want to try to to keep as many people as happy as possible. Um, and I'm sure that they're doing the math on this and looking at it and just kind of offsets in one way or another. Um, but you know, we're in the the age of social media and what PR means is different than what it meant before. So you know what this news story can do could damage them in different ways but like they know that too and I, I feel like at the end of the day there's just a reality that the world is facing right now that things are costing more which means they're gonna costing more to make which means they're gonna cost more to sell and uh it's just it's unfortunate and surprising to me that that includes products that have already been out and especially products that are still not readily available but those two statements kind of go hand in hand Mm -hmm. Tim, you mentioned you don't see Microsoft and Nintendo following suit necessarily. Uh, Grezik writes in to patreon.com slash games and says, Hey guys, PS5 is getting a, pr a, a price increase outside of the US. Quest 2 also saw a price increase recently. Do Microsoft and Nintendo follow suit or do they try to ride out the recent wave of inflation? Thanks for all you do. And I think... I think this question is interesting and the idea of like what Microsoft and Nintendo could do uh, is interesting just for the 
oh, there's so much to take away from what's going on right now, both in the world and with inflation and all that stuff. But then also PlayStation willing to raise their price like this, right? They're, them willing to go, all right, no, fuck it. Like, this is something that we're, that we're going to do. I think that alone is wild, uh, both in the sense of I would expect PlayStation to just eat the price. Uh, in that case, I think passing on this price to consumers is like, it's a bummer, right? Look, looking on Twitter, looking on social media, the the general tone from everybody is, man, this fucking sucks. Uh, and so to see them take this step, I think is, is is pretty wild because I'm sure that they foresaw the, the the response. And for them, they're probably like, yeah, we're okay with it, right? We'll take the PR PR hit because you know things are getting wild out there in terms of where the the economy is at. Um, but also with that, right? In the same realm of, of PlayStation, before we even talk about Nintendo and, and Microsoft, I want to use this moment to give a uh, like a, a personal "you're wrong" and "I'm wrong" moment of like wow. a few a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago. I forget how long it was on PS Love You. I remember having a conversation. It was I think me, Greg, Janet, and Barrett, and we we're talking about PSVR two and how like is that going to be expensive? Like you know what is going to be the price of PSVR two? And we're going back and forth of like, okay, no, I think uh, I can see it at four hundred. You know, Barrett brought up that like. Nah, man, I can see at 500, given where everything's at in terms of how expensive things are getting to make. And uh, I think me and Greg were both like, yo, that's crazy. At this no, point, man. though, I'm like, it's not. at this point, I'm like, no, man, I can see it. Like, Plus now that we're here, I'm like, really bad. <laughs> yeah, at this bad. point, I, and, I, and, you know, it, that's a large conversation in terms of what that does to PSVR 2 and, like, if it can be successful at 500 and all that. But now that we're here, I'm like, dude, yeah, dude, things are going to get more expensive as we go. And it's, it might just be a hit that we got to take. Yeah. No, I mean, like the thing is, I think we're at this point where it is crazy if they release PSVR 2 at $500. Like that is not okay. That is a bad, bad move. However, it's reality. Like I I do think that it could be up there. I still expect that PSVR being the more niche thing, they're going to try their best to get that even as low as possible and like maybe Mm -hmm. even take more of a loss on it despite the chip stuff because they're putting so much into it otherwise where it's not just the sale of the unit itself, but they are investing in a platform to then sell software on top of. Um, but I don't know, man, like it's, it's about to be very expensive (laughs) at this point. I'm like, I, this goes back to the kind of to the greg miller conversation of oh man i can see them canceling psvr2 at this point i can't i can't see them canceling it but i'm sure deep Mm -hmm. down somebody wants to i I would imagine that right now they're like fuck man right now is not the time to launch a playstation vr2 where things are so uh uh, so expensive to make where ps uh, uh, vr in general is so niche right you are going to lose money putting out a vr device and maybe you make that up uh, in software if the software hits and if um the attachment rate is good enough to really justify that but for vr which i think is more of a hey this is for the 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 passionate fan base this is for the people that have that money to spend right now people are having less less and less of that money to spend uh, especially in a time where it is hard to get a ps5 in general let alone a ps5 where the price is increasing in most markets um I wonder where their heads are at when it comes to PSVR too. And if somebody's like, yo, can we pull the plug on this? Like, is it too late? Like, can we, can we not do this? Uh, it's crazy out there. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it is too late. Like this thing's coming out for yeah. sure. Uh, I mean, there's just too much, too much going into it again. It's like, it is, it's the Batgirl situation, right? Where it's like they HBO and WB and all them, like they, they're looking at the numbers and they're looking at the realities of the numbers and what it means for their business. And they had to make their decisions psvr2 is not going to get backgirled like Mm -hmm. there's enough in it there's like they're not going to lose money putting this thing out compared to how much they would lose if they didn't at this point so uh it's gonna happen especially with them putting out the release uh window or whatever a couple days ago and a story that i think we're gonna cover later 
Now, going back to Greta's question, right, of Microsoft and Nintendo, do you think there's no world in which we see a uh, a price increase in either the Switch or the Xbox, or even, I think, to, to put it in a more uh, feasible slash realistic sense, right, a new model of a Switch, with, which costs, like, a surprising amount compared to what we would expect for a Switch? I don't think it'd be a surprise at all. I don't think it's, like, imminent. I don't think they're like, oh, this happened, so they're going to do it right away, but, like, I y'all should expect it to happen. Like this is the reality we're in. This is not just choices being made willy-nilly. There are choices being made because of situations these corporations are in. So uh there is the competition factor, but like I've said that 10,000 times since the last couple of years, Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft are playing different games this generation. They're all uh, have different goals and they're creating video games and hardware differently than each other. So uh I don't think that what one person what one group does means the other are absolutely going to do it but i do think sony making this decision that clearly is the bad pr move clearly is going to upset a lot of people like mm-hmm. they're doing this because it makes the most financial sense for them and if it makes the most financial sense for them probably makes the most financial sense for nintendo and xbox as well it just comes mm-hmm. down to how are they going to take that we'll see do you think eventually we see the ps5 price increase in the u.s I don't know. I mean, if things continue on the trajectory of like where the economy is uh, going right now, very likely. I'm just again, I'm shocked that they didn't just get it done in one fell swoop. I feel like that would have been the, the, the move to do. And that's bad news for consumers. It's bad news overall. But it's like, again, we're talking about realities here. We're not talking about like them making these decisions out of the kindness of their heart. Like these these chips, there's less of them. They cost more money. They are necessary for the system to work and to be sold to play the games that they're also trying to sell you. So it's like, sucks, man. Damn. Well, Tim, let's keep the PlayStation conversation going. Story number two, the Horizon TV show is being developed by the guy behind Umbrella Academy. Uh, This comes directly from at Netflix on Twitter, where they tweeted out this morning, the Umbrella Academy has been renewed for a fourth and final season. Uh, And then they follow that up by saying, uh, the Umbrella Academy writer slash director slash executive producer, Steve Blackman, has extended his creative partnership with Netflix. Next, he will adapt the global interactive gaming phenomenon, Horizon Zero Dawn, as well as an original concept called Orbital. So there you go. I'm not somebody who's into Umbrella Academy. It saddens me because I know people love it, but it's great. I've tried. I've tried twice now. Gotten up to like episode five both times. And I'm like, why can't I connect with this? Yeah, I, I tried as well. I tried and I, I didn't get into it. Uh, um, there's just a lot of reasons why. But um, I was shocked to see on TikTok recently, like one of the scenes that involves like this crazy dance scene. And I was like. How is this the same show that I gave a shot a couple seasons ago? But you know what? Like I thought it was like a parody. I thought that it was like an edit. And then as I watched more, I'm like, no, this is definitely the show. Like there's way too much production value. But but it's also it's been like that since season one. Uh, Like there's a there's a dance sequence in season one as well. It's kind of always had that like kind of weird tone. I just like uh, the worlds that Gerard uh, Way has created. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, people like people like Umbrella Academy. Like it's a it's a good show. Maybe not for everybody, but like the qualities there and um i continue to like seeing video game properties be adapted into different mediums and if they're going to be i want to see it done by the right people we keep talking about how marvel games made the decision to instead of licensing its ip exclusively to this person that person whatever um they went to the right teams to make the right type of games that they are trying to make for their their characters and worlds and i think it needs to work the same way in terms of 
turning games into movies or TV shows is go after the people doing dope things that have a proven track record to do those things well. In addition to finding some smaller uh, indie people and like giving them their, their shot for fame that we see on a lot of streaming platforms nowadays. But this seems like a good matchup to me. Tim, Right now, right, I'm on I'm on a Benji Sales Twitter, right? We both know him well, right? He's out there talking about video game numbers all the time. He had a tweet uh, a couple days ago after uh, PlayStation announced um, some of their late, the latest stuff that they're working on with the TV uh, TV stuff, like Gravity Rush and, and Days Gone. And he has like a whole list of upcoming projects. And I want to know, Tim, what are the ones you're looking forward to the most? I'll say, what are the two? You're looking forward to the most, the top two, and I'm gonna remove Last of Us from the equation because I think that's the obvious right answer. All right, oh, so if man, I yeah. if I go down the upcoming PlayStation Productions projects for movies, we got Ghost of Tsushima, we got Gravity Rush, Gran Turismo, Days Gone, uh, and then apparently Jack and Daxter is rumored. I'm gonna leave that off because it's not confirmed. Uh, and then as far as series, we got The Last of Us, God of War, Horizon, Twisted Metal. I want your top two in order. I mean, real talk, Twisted Metal, Twisted Metal is, is number one yeah. for me. Hell I'm yeah. so interested That's in that. I mean, like, That's what I'm talking about. Dude, I, I think that that has the best chance to be a fun time to watch uh, without us being like super having so much scrutiny about like, well, they fucked this up and they fucked this up. Like, if they just have some fucking fun with Anthony Mackie, like, hey, that has the chance to be, again, fun. I'm not saying like a 10 out of 10, but no Twisted Metal was ever a 10 out of 10. Of course. Uh, but I do think it, it, it could be cool. Um, and then beyond that, it's like I... You didn't say it, but it's like I'm excited for Uncharted 2. The guy imagined oh, yeah. that it's gonna happen, and the he, first he, one was fun I guess, enough. Yeah, that makes sense. That's gonna happen. Uh, and with the setup from the end of it, I'm like, yeah, hey, cool. I'm I'm definitely in enough for whatever this is. But uh all the rest of the ones you named, like I don't necessarily have faith that they're gonna be as great because I, I keep saying this, but Last of Us, I have totally totally nothing but hope for because they've made all the right moves every single casting every single uh the the music choices the neil Druckmann involvement all of that i'm like y'all know what you're doing and hbo's pushing the hell out of it it's like this is set up as if they know how important this is to get right the god of war stuff the horizon stuff i'm like i don't know enough to necessarily have that faith so i do default a little bit more to like i don't know that they're gonna nail it so um, those are higher profile things, whereas Twisted Metal, who gives a shit? I, I, I love, shit. I love that we're on this on the same wavelength with this because Twisted Metal is probably the the one that I'm also the most excited for. Not from love a critical sense, because I think God of War critically is probably going to outshine Twisted Metal leaps and bounds. I imagine that they're going to put that in the right hands. They got to you because it's God of War. They make they're making the right decisions with Last of Us. Hopefully, they see God of War as being of equal value, and they know to get the right people involved and put it on the right places. Right, Horizon. I from what we know about Horizon, I personally like a lot of the netflix original stuff i know some of them come out in their duds uh but steve blackman has a good track record with umbrella academy even though it wasn't for me horizon i think will be for me because it's horizon it's more that is an ip that i care more about than umbrella academy sorry umbrella academy uh so i do have faith in it i imagine that I, these ones are going to be better than twisted metal twisted metal though is the one that i'm most curious about where i'm like Oh, y'all got Anthony Mackie? Y'all got this weird, goofy setup? Like, this sounds like a... It sounds like a goofy Mad Max, and I'm all about a goofy Mad Max. For me, that sounds like a great time. And so, Peacock yeah. budget. Where could it go wrong? <laughs> exactly. Where can you go wrong with a Peacock original? And so, yeah, I'm right there with you that I am excited for, for a Twisted Metal. Uh, Days Gone, I'm not really excited about, if I'm being honest. Like, I... I that last of Us exists, and I know Last of Us is going to be a banger, and I, Days Gone, I'm sure they're going to try their best to make it different. Right, they talk about it being more of a um, an homage to like motorcycle, uh, uh, like 
film or whatever the fuck, right? Like, all right, cool. Like, I guess that doesn't. I think do that has me. potential, man. I, that motorcycle angle, man. I feel like leaning into that as opposed to the zombie stuff. Zombies just as a backdrop. I think. I think it could be good. I think it could be better than the game. Gravity Rush. I'm curious about just from the sense of is that going to be live action? Is it going to be animated? Uh, I think it'd be cool uh, if it was an animated thing where like none of the other uh, Sony or PlayStation production stuff seems like it's going in that realm. Maybe I guess if the Jack and Daxter thing ends up being true, that will be that too. But I think having that level of diversity in your catalog uh, is important. So I think that could be uh, really cool and it'd be really different. Right. And stylistically, stylistically, Gravity Rush has so much going for it uh, that, yeah, I, I can see that being really interesting to watch on the, on the big screen. Um, Gran Turismo had a like it had a write-up right it had a description to it and i've already forgotten what the premise it, of it, it was it wasn't it like it, it's a gamer who becomes a professional race car driver yes yes Which it was based, based on a true like story a true story yeah yeah <laughs> of somebody who got into gran turismo or grant like got into racing games i guess probably gran turismo and then ended up becoming a real life uh, uh race car driver that could be fire that is like such an unknown to me of like what is the quality like who are you attaching that to what <clears> like who's gonna star in it but just from that premise, I could see that being a fire movie. Uh, and like you don't, it's an adaptation where you you're not really limited to uh, limited by like story beats and like characters. There are expectations for The Last of Us. There's expectations for God of War. Nobody gives a fuck about a Gran Turismo story, and so they can do whatever they want with it. They have that freedom to to uh, make sure that they can make it good in any way they see. Well, we already know the fitting. plot of it. Yeah, but that plot is basic, right? Like. That's that. Those are the main story beats. Whereas, like anything else, it, like God of War, last the emotion, so Tim. It's about the emotional beats, Tim, not the uh, the plot I mean, beats. You know. I mean, we got Blomkamp, baby. I trust. Yeah, the camp. I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot about that too, honestly. You know, I, I that's the thing is, I loved District Nine, and um, I didn't really. What was the other one? Um, Elysium was okay. It was fine. Like I feel like it kind of didn't live up to the hype, but like it wasn't bad by any means. But him having some fun with Gran Turismo. Oh, yeah, let's go. It's like reading through the description, it sounds like it could be anywhere between like a great motivational. It, it sounds like it, it could be like Top Gun Maverick or a Disney Channel original movie, like anywhere between that. It can land and, you know, Bless. who knows? Why What's not up? both? Why not both? You know what I mean? Give me a Top Gun Maverick level Disney Channel original movie from Neil Blomkamp of Gran Turismo. You know what? Why not what both, world. Tim? What, what, is, what yeah. kind of sense does that make? Oh, so a Top much. Gun matter like what? Mm-hmm. Eddie's million dollar cookoff is what you're describing. They mm-hmm. can only make one of those, Tim. Yo, they're making an under wraps too. What the fuck? Oh, Just I don't know about this month. Which one under is under wraps? It was the first ever Disney Channel original movie. Really? Mm-hmm. Good for them. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. Give me a high school musical four. High school musical, the musical, the series. Season three is out right now, and you didn't even know because you're a fake ass fan. No, wow. I've been, Tim, I watched the first episode. First of all, God how fucking dare you? you. How awesome. fucking dare you, Tim? Awesome. Hell yeah. yeah, you are. And you know what? I got chills. I got chills during that yes, first episode because they're doing Camp Rock, they're doing Husky Musical 2, and they're doing fucking Frozen, Tim. Yeah, Off dude. The oh, I love you so much. That was the best response possible. <laughs> and let me tell you, the thing that I guess light spoilers for Husky Musical, the series that none of you guys care about. They reveal a they, so they reveal um uh what's his name from the actual um original movie um why can't I think of his name black Is that dude Efron? oh no um his best friend in the movie Corbin. Corbin Blue, yeah. Uh, Corbin Blue is literally in it, right? Like, he's playing Corbin Blue in the show. But also in the show, they have the brother from Hannah Montana in there. But he's playing the camp counselor. He's not playing right. himself. 
Great. And so it is him beside Corbin Blue as Corbin Blue, and they're 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 not acknowledging that they're both people from Disney Channel shit, <laughs> right? One Great. of them is a fictional character, the other one is a real person. Universe, and it doesn't make in, sense. In this universe, the only franchise Disney has ever made is High School Musical. One that's facts. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. It's fucking crazy, and I I fucking love it. It's meta, and they're it. also working it. on a uh, what was it? actually I'm not I'm not gonna spoil the whole thing. Go watch High School Musical the series. It's a masterpiece. For now, Tim. <laughs> I want I want to let people know about patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can go and get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Me Undies. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes. I love Me Undies. It is very rare, if ever, that you'll see me not wearing Me Undies head to toe. I'm wearing the Me Undies shirt. I'm wearing the Me Undies lounge shorts. I'm wearing the Me Undies socks. I'm wearing the Me Undies undies. Of course I am. Everyone knows Me Undies for their super soft undies and comfy bralettes. But did you know that they make other stuff too? They have daily tees, shorts, rompers that add a little silky softness to your everyday. They even make hoodies for your dog you know the toretto and moose be rocking those as well meundies is your destination for all things soft and sustainable for any first time purchasers you get 20 percent off plus free shipping and returns to get 20 percent off your first order free shipping and 100 satisfaction guarantee go to meundies.com slash kind of funny that's meundies.com slash kind of funny you're not gonna regret it you're gonna love meundies just like i do meundies.com slash kind of funny Story number three, Bandai Namco is working to secure IP and partnerships amid all these acquisitions. Uh, this is from Tom Ivan at Video Games Chronicle. Elden Ring publisher Bandai Namco has discussed its efforts to secure IP and partnerships with developers amid the recent spate of uh, merger and acquisitions in the games industry. In an interview with GamesIndustry.biz, Bandai Namco Europe COO Arnaud Mueller said the company has been working hard behind the scenes to insulate itself from the impact of industry consolidation, but that smaller pub publishers are having a harder time doing so. Quote, what I find is that we have to secure the, uh, the IPs that we create with the studios we partner with, he said. Quote, when we invest in IP creation, when we invest in marketing for these IPs, uh, we also have to keep in mind that we have to get some sort of security towards the future of the studio that develops this IP, if the IP doesn't belong to us. So this is something that we work on. You know, the spread of acquisition that we're seeing is affecting some of the smaller publishers and their capacity to access the best studios in the world. But we at Bandai Namco have the financial means to secure these partnerships. We work on a number of measures to secure those partnerships. You're talking first option rights. You're talking IP ownership. You're talking minority stakes in those studios, Mueller said. Quote, so there are ways to secure those relationships, end quote. Merger and acquisitions activity in the games industry hit a record $85 billion in 2021 and is expected to comfortably surpass that total this year. Uh, and this is one that it's not necessarily a new story, but it's one that I think is fascinating just from the idea of we talk about a lot when it comes to acquisitions, right? Xbox buying Activision, PlayStation getting Bungie, all this stuff. We don't really talk about it from the perspective of the other third party publishers and how that affects them. Right, especially when you think of Bayonetta Namco, who published Elden Ring this year. Elden Ring being one of the fastest selling games ever. Right, I'm sure Bayonetta Namco right now in the space where everybody's getting acquired, they're like, "Oh, from software is important. We can't let them get acquired. What can we do to make sure that we're able to keep Elden Ring going and we're able to to milk that or not milk, but you know, like continue to profit <laughs> off of that IP because it's, it, now it's very important to us." Yeah, man, it's it's interesting. This is the, the another side to it, and like this is a. Uh... 
again, we're going to keep seeing a lot more of this in the the future. I think, especially in the coming years, um, as there are people scrambling to financially figure out their situations. Um, but yeah, it, it Namco Band, Bandai Namco has always been interesting in the way that they make video games, where um, specifically the Namco side, right? They've been there since essentially the beginning, right, with Pac Man and all that stuff back in the the arcades and seeing them grow into what they are now with the the Bandai Corporation, seeing the names kind of flip where it used to be Namco Bandai, now it's Bandai Namco. Uh, that really shows how much IP has always meant a lot to them, right? With the mm-hmm. Bandai side, the uh, all of the, the anime crossovers they do, or not crossovers, but uh, anime games and stuff that they they publish. It's like they, they know that at some point the Bandai name was more important than the Namco name, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that kind of is really indicative of even this story as well of how they they view the games that they partner the devs that they partner with the games that they make and where their value is in the games industry um so it's interesting because remember keep in mind like bandai namco helped make super smash brothers uh for the wii u like what what that's such yeah. a weird thing like bandai namco is unique as hell in the industry yeah, one thousand percent. Now, Tim, we got a story three point five, and was it you that added this to the doc? It is me that added this to the doc. Charles Jacobson in the chat said that there was a new Pokemon Masters trailer that is hype as hell that we need to watch. Um, so I, I like skimmed through it for a second, and in within fifteen seconds, I was like, I need to show bless this. Okay, so let's Barrett, watch this. If, if you could please bring up this Pokemon Masters trailer. Uh, the entire thing is a minute. I don't know that we'll even watch it all, but we need to at least watch the the beginning. If you guys don't know, Pokemon Masters is a mobile game that essentially dumbs down the actual core Pokemon battle system uh, into just you fighting against a bunch of like legends from the Pokemon universe. Um, but here we go. Now, is this just the longer version of what yeah. we saw? Okay. So here's the end of Gold and Silver. Yeah. It's your but trainer running a, up to red. But it's the surprise reveal. It's not the trainer from Gold and Silver. Red turns around. Oh, it's Pikachu. Oh, it's Red Pikachu. It's another Pikachu. Oh it's my red god! It's Ash! Ash. <laughs> oh my god! Let's go! <laughs> they get it! <laughs> the multiverse of Pokemon! <laughs> That's kind of sick, right? That's sick as hell. That's super hype. Ash is going to get his shit kicked in. <laughs> but that's really cool. Ash has been at it for, what, like 24 years? And that dude still hasn't evolved his Pikachu. Like, come on, bro. Let's step up. I mean, have you neither won, is Red, have you won a Pokemon Red League? still got that Pikachu, too. You're yeah, but right. Red, Red also has, like, every single legendary Pokemon that exists. All right? We don't talk shit about Red. Remember I'll when he almost used the Thunderstone on Pikachu, and Pikachu was like, nah, bro, I don't want that. And Ash was like, but we need it to win. And then Pikachu was like, nah, motherfucker, I used Agility, and that's what won against Lieutenant Surge. God, that show was fucking awesome. Remember when uh, Ash went to Sabrina's gym, and Sabrina turned Brock and Misty into dolls, and it was oh, really fucked up? Oh, my God. Dude, it was so fucked up. And the bending the spoons and shit. That oh, shit yeah. was messed up, It was man. dark. It was yeah. real dark. <laughs> Let's hop into story number four. PSVR 2s are going to be at Gamescom. Uh, I am pulling from at Nibelian, a.k.a. Nibel on Twitter. Uh, Nibel uh, quote tweeted the Resident Evil Japanese account. Uh, I'm pretty sure he just translated what was there, right? And he, he, he says, uh, Resident Evil Village for PSVR 2 will be playable at hashtag TGS 2022. That is Tokyo Game Show at the Capcom booth. Expect the first PSVR 2 player impressions around that time. Uh, it's pretty dope. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I want to hear more from PSVR 2. I want to know how it feels to hold. 
I want to know how it feels, if it's more comfortable than PSVR 1. I want to know how it, how it is with that one wire that they got down now, mm-hmm. right? Down from like two or a million. I forget which, but <laughs> somewhere in between. <laughs> somewhere uh, between that. No, real talk though. This this news is important. This is the type of like fun news that's not necessarily like an official headline or stuff. It's just kind of putting some things together. Of this is going to be the the first time we get hands on impressions on PSVR two, which to me means this is real. This is the device that exists. It's a device that is going to be sold soon. So I don't think they're going to backroll it. I think it's actually mm-hmm. coming out, and uh, we're going to hear about it very soon. TGS is just around the corner, right? Like within a, a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's usually um, September. Yeah, uh, yeah so it, it, I, I'm confused. So it's gonna be they're gonna be at TGS, not Gamescom. TGS, yes. yeah. Okay, because the the thing says Gamescom on there, so I'll just uh, change that. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. my bad. That's my bad. Yeah, that was a typo. I, I do think there was a tweet that said Gamescom uh, as well. That I think also came from Nibel. He might have taken it down though to retranslate. Mm, that makes sense but yeah no again like this uh, this is cool uh shout out to resident evil for once again leading the the vr charge you Absolutely. know like resident evil 7 was such a, a a big game for uh vr in general right it was one that uh, a lot of I, it's one that i think initiated a lot of people into that vr space and one that convinced a lot of people that oh snap no this is this works and this is a really cool way to play the game uh and so for resident evil village to be a, another one um in that camp i think is really cool and i wonder have they announced actually no i was gonna say have they announced resident evil 4 remake vr but i guess resident evil 4 vr already exists yeah and so yeah like <laughs> resident evil point. really yeah goes goes hard for for vr uh tim are you excited for psvr 2 i know you, you didn't really get to mess around with psvr 1 a lot yeah, we've, we talked about this uh, a little bit, so without uh, repeating myself too much, I'm excited for it mainly because of uh, Astro Boy Rescue Mission. Yeah. Uh, where I, I never got the chance to play it because I didn't have a, um, not Astro Boy, Astro Bot. Astro Bot. Um, PSVR 1, and um, I'm hoping that the PSVR 2 enhances the older games um, somehow. I expect that they will. Um, at the very least, it'll be a higher quality screen and all that stuff. So I'm excited for that uh, because I really, really loved Astro's Playroom. And uh, you've recommended the Rescue Mission to me so many times. And, you know, Dude, you, you've invoked Mario 64. You love Rescue Mission so much. It would yeah. become your, I would become your favorite VR game for sure. And probably one of your favorite platformers, I would bet. I mean, it is that, such a quality one. That's interesting to me because, like, honestly, my favorite genres of video game are um, platformers and like rhythm music games right mm-hmm. so right now i can't imagine a game beating beat saber like that to me is just a perfect video game mm-hmm. but it's like if there is a mario if 64 is... quality vr game i'm like or uh yeah vr game hell yeah like that's that sounds like yeah. an awesome awesome time and i'm right there with you beat saber i don't know which one i love more between beat saber and astro Bot damn Resident. okay they're very close in my eyes and they obviously do very different things but i mm-hmm. think both of them hit that peak of what vr could do i would say both of them are 10 out of 10 masterpiece vr games cool. um and so yeah I, I i can't wait for you to get your hands on that and, and play it like it's it's you played astro uh astro's playroom and you know how good that is mm-hmm. and so just translate that to vr and boom that's what you got and into a full game like you know it, it like get on it you're gonna you're gonna love it Story number five, uh, we got some fun Gamescom analytics from Benji Sales on Twitter. Again, shout out to Benji Sales for doing that good work. This is one. This is another one of those that where it's like, 
It's not a big news story, but I think it's fun to talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, Benji tweeted out, uh, these are the most viewed Gamescom opening night live trailers on YouTube after 24 hours. Uh, and so he has like the top seven most viewed trailers. At number seven, we got Hogwarts Legacy with 700K plus views. Uh, at number six, DualSense Edge, uh, that had 1 million plus views. At number five, The Lords of the Fallen had 1.1 million plus views. Uh, at uh, number four, Dune Awakening with 1.2 million plus. Uh, at number three, Dead Island 2 game play with 1.3 million plus at number two sonic frontiers with 1.4 million plus views and then at number one the genshin impact trailer had 1.9 million plus views uh and benji also gets gets into his methodology if you look at his twitter account right like basically he aggregates anything with like 50,000 plus views like any any sort of video with 50,000 plus uh, and adds them combines them all and he doesn't count like live reactions like what we would do for kind of funny um but i think this is fascinating right it gives us a good look and what people are interested in yeah definitely I, I i'd be interested in uh what the um numbers would be for just like the official uploads of it like the one that has the most that people are looking at and i wonder if it would be different at all or if this would be pretty reflective of um, those stats as well but mm -hmm. either way i don't think there's too many like major surprises here with the exception of possibly dead island 2 gameplay like that's there's a lot of people interested in that and you know we can we sat there for hours talking about like eh, okay whatever but a lot of people are interested in at least checking it out like that says something right and like uh again the top of this like genshin impact like we know that's huge we know that there's a, a worldwide audience for that that um are gonna be interested in any update that's coming out but shout out to my boy coming through at number two you know what i mean <laughs> of course of course like people people want to deny the power of sonic and it's like y'all just wake up to it all right wake up my no, man has I, a sheeple got a war quaking in their boots all yep, right yep. ragnarok doesn't have the stuff i will say i'm cory barlog get out the way good for lords of the fallen because i don't feel like that's like a you know like a major ip but th that being in the top seven because you know what that trailer was hot it was I, hot I, man yeah, I think that's a combination of the trailer being hot, it being a sequel to a game from years and years ago, but then also it being, if I remember correctly, this is a kind of funny.com slash you're wrong, Lords of the Fallen is a Souls-like action RPG kind of game, right? And so, like, when the first one came out, I imagine it came out around a time where you weren't getting a lot of those kind of, like, clones, right? And so it's easy for that to get lost in the shuffle when Dark Souls exists and the From Software is actually, actually doing it. Now that I, you're getting more competent, souls likes coming out i could see i could see the argument for people being like okay no like i want to watch liza p i want to watch uh lords lords of the fallen oh this is the second one the trailer looks really dope like let's look into that um and so yeah i can i can kind of see how how that would rise one that does surprise me i'm surprised hogwarts legacy is so low i would have i would have assumed that that would have been number one yeah i am too and again that's i wonder I, i'm that seems very interesting. I mean, I guess it is after 24 hours, but I wonder if there's like some weird back end stuff that it's going to like catch up and, and jump higher because that that does seem suspiciously low. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 suspiciously low, I think is a good way to put it. Um, and then, yeah, I'm like you, right? Dead Island 2 gameplay. Uh, it's interesting to see that one at 1.3 million plus. That's one that I, I, I think one, it has that factor of oh shit, it's back. Dead Island 2 after so long. Like, let's see what it looks like. It's probably that morbid curiosity. But also, I, I mentioned this yesterday on the show. I thought that trailer looked pretty good. I don't know. Like I thought I I I could see I could see that trailer. Like if they put out more trailers of that same ilk, I could see them building up that anticipation to maybe get people hype at release. And you know, I don't know if the game is gonna be great or not, but 
if it lives up to what they're showing in that trailer and lives up to kind of what people got out of Dying Light 2, because I think Dying Light 2 was pretty good as well, then I think that'll be one that satisfies people, right? I think that could be one that uh, gets people people on its side. Um, so yeah, like I, I, I really enjoy looking at these numbers to see like what are the, what are the things that are popping, and of course, mm-hmm. Dual Sense Edge finally do the fucking give me the fucking um, design labs next, Sony. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Since we're now we're now comfortable with doing these these Xbox things, no, they're, just gonna, they're just gonna make you edge for the time being. Ugh, edge it you're up. Right. You're right. Let's round out the Roper Report with story number six. Knockout City season seven stars the Ninja Turtles. This comes from D'Angelo Epps at Digital Trends. Season 7 of the free-to-play dodgeball game Knockout City is mutant-themed, and it will cross over with some of the most famous mutants around, the X-Men, JK, uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. In addition to the to earnable in-game cosmetics, players can buy the TMNT bundle for $20 to get outfits and poses based on Leonardo, Raphael, Michelangelo, and Donatello. Season 7 of Knockout City introduces four new characters called the Mutant Crew, including the four mutants, Neon, Susan, Ratfink uh, and Goober. <laughs> the one from Susan to Ratfink. Uh, Knockout City Season 7, Mutant Mutiny, uh, begins on August 30th across PC, Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. Tim, which one of the, these in-game cosmetics are you going to get? Leonardo, Raphael, Michelangelo, or Donatello? Don't ask stupid-ass questions, Bless. Who the fuck you think I want? Leonardo? Yes, of course, okay. Leonardo. You seem like a Leonardo guy. Thank I you. guess the blues, Thank you. that makes exactly, sense. Exactly, exactly. Look at this room right now. It's Leonardo colored. I love this, man. I love that the Ninja Turtles are just down to clown, man. They're showing up in every video game. They're like, fuck it. Injustice? Yeah, I guess we'll be there. Does that make sense? God, they nah. were so cool in Injustice too. They so were. sick, man. I, I love it. I love these video game crossovers. I love that there's more and more uh, franchises doing them. And, you know, that Fortnite kind of is setting the, the biggest standard in the world. We're starting to see it with Fall Guys as well on the Epic side of things. Uh, but here we got Knockout City, you know, a smaller title, but still having having fun. And I just think it's really cool that uh, they can do cool things like this because, like, they'll look at these turtles. They look awesome. They look great. I love it. Uh, yo, these are the 80s turtles. Let's do it. Yeah, I fucking love this. Uh, you know, me and Barrett, of course, are big lovers of Knockout City. Uh, and it, this is one of those games where I think it'll forever be uh, installed into my PS5. I don't think I'll ever uninstall this game because every now and then I just get that that itch to go back. And when I do go back, it is so easy to to get back into the flow of this game. It is so fun. And I'm happy that they're able to make the, the moves to get the, the license stuff because uh, you don't see that as often in Knockout City. In fact, uh, Barrett, do you know, is this the first time they've had a crossover like this? I don't remember them ever having. Yeah, big... I, I think this might be their first, like, IP thing that they're bringing in. Uh, yeah. You know, kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. But, like, it it also made me question, like, even just, like, the, uh, the new mutant characters that they're getting. I'm glad that they're finally doing this and getting weird with, like, uh, the people that you can play as, right? Like, you're, you're literally a, a pile of, like, goop uh, with one. Susan's goober. Like, uh, yeah, goober. And then there's, like, a rat and then a lizard. Um, and I feel like, is this, like, a little too late? You know, bless. Like mm-hmm. it's one of those things. Like I would have loved to see this stuff uh, earlier. Even when we got back into Knockout City, I want to say like a few months ago for like a, a week or two. Yeah. Right, we came back. I think and June it was this, when it went free to play. Yeah, and it was like one of those things of like, oh yeah, all the cosmetics are just as I remember as it was like a year ago. Right. Um. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it might have been a little too too late to get on that that train. But I'm glad that you know they're finally doing something fun. So it's not everybody just kind of looking like the same four to five characters you know yeah i'm right there with you i really like the aesthetic of knockout city um and i think for what they've done the cosmetics have been cool but it's not been 
you know, you look at Rocket League, you look at Fortnite, you look at uh, a lot of the Epic games right now, and it is crossover city, right? We're again, we're in the multiverse saga, uh, and yeah, I think if they had the stuff like this when they launched the free to play version, I think that would have helped them launch with a bigger punch, right? I think more people would have been like, oh shit, you see this? Oh, and it's free. Let's get into this. Uh, it is a little little late, but I think. I don't think it's too late, right? I, I think if they if they continue this momentum and if every season you're able to get some kind of really cool crossover thing that fits within the aesthetic of Knockout City, I think that uh, you're able to get more people in, right? You're free to play, right? Like if kids see see this stuff on, uh, I was gonna say Twitter, kids don't use Twitter. If they see it on TikTok, you know, and they're like, oh shit, you know, the kids I guess aren't saying the S word. If they're like, oh golly, the, my, <laughs> my, favorite, <laughs> my favorite skins from, uh, you know, Mickey Mouse are in here, then yeah. I think that becomes, you know, more of a uh, a viable thing for people to come in and, and experience those skins. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, good on them. And also good on the, good on TMNT for having just a video game renaissance in 2022 between the new T Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game that Shredder's came out. Revenge, Shredder's Revenge, Collection. Yeah. We got Knockout City. Let's go, dude. Yeah. I love it, man. I still haven't been able to get into Calabunga Collection, but I'm, I'm really excited to play through the first two levels of the NES game before I, you know, just throw yeah. my Switch at a wall. Is TMNT is WB, right? Is WB on them? No. No. Nickelodeon. Is Nick Nickelodeon's under? Wait, maybe I got that wrong. I might got that wrong. Yeah, I got that wrong. Sorry. No. Uh, yeah, Nickelodeon goes up to. Is that? Because I was gonna ask if we could see them in multi. It is Paramount. Yes. Paramount. Okay, then never yeah. mind then. Yeah, yeah. Viacom. Yeah. It, it, for for a while, it was Mirage Studios, and then <clears throat> yeah, Nickelodeon. And that was the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, Nickelodeon Paramount in two thousand nine acquired them. Mm. Who has Power Rangers? Also Nickelodeon. Really? Time. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Right. I remember watching Power Rangers on Nickelodeon. Uh, Power Rangers was Fox. Then they sold to Disney, and then Disney sold to Nickelodeon. I'm Damn pretty it. sure. Uh, Why did Disney it's, sell? It's Hasbro. Really? Yeah. It went from Toy Company to uh, Saban Entertainment to Walt Disney Company to uh, Saban Brands to Hasbro in 2018. That's right. That's right. Okay. Oh. Interesting, man. So wow. G.I. Joe, Ninja, or sorry, G.I. Joe, Power Rangers, and Transformers are all owned by the same group, Hasbro. Yo, that, that sounds like another uh, Smash, Smash clone right there. Let's go. Yeah, Hasbro, get on it. Tim, I can't mm -hmm. wait for Hasbro Smash Brawl Royale, but that game is just so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Mamoru App Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, we got F1 Manager 2022 for PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. SD Gundam Battle Alliance is out today for PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. I Was a Teenage Exocolonist is out today for PC. Monster Outbreak for PC and Switch. Shin Shan, me and the professor on the summer vacation, the endless seven day journey is out again that's somehow for PS4. An, that's not an cool. entire name of a game. Fuck you. Oh, yeah, it is. No, man, we've what? been through this. It, it's a Shin Shan game. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it looks kind of cool. It looks kind of cool. Uh, Idol Manager is out for Switch. Hack is out today for PC. Train Life, a railway simulator, is out for everything. Prime of Flames is in early access for PC. And then Kill Run is out today for PC. Uh, new dates for you. Dark Pictures Anthology, The Devil in Me launches on November 18th. Get hyped for that. I know I am. Uh, 
Uh, we got one new deal of the day for you. This comes from Wario64. Monkey Island Collection is $5.06 on Steam. Ooh. Tim, you know what that means. We got to get yep. on it. Mm-hmm. Get on Monkey Island. Let's monkey around. Especially with the new one coming so soon, just like a few Hell weeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong where you write in. Let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Uh, Just Tom writes in and says, pounds have pence, euros have cents. Wow. (laughs) Who would have thought? These Europeans out here just doing all the things we do. Six pence, none the richer. They hate us because they ain't us. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mud Dog says Under Wraps was not the first decom. The first was Tiger Town in 1983. Under Wraps no, in 1997. It was different. That was different. That wasn't decom. Yeah, I was gonna say, was Digi Channel even around in '83? I'm just asking so. questions that we probably I, don't I, even I, have the answer to. Uh, let's see. Bander SN says Blessing said Ash never won a Pokemon League, but Ash is the official champion of the Alolan Leagues. He is currently fighting in a tournament of champions in the anime. It's all a hype. That sounds really hype, actually. I hope he wins. Yeah, thank you, Bander. He's not. Come on, let's be real. He's a, he won one, man. He, uh, he's a, like that. Yeah, but how long did that t- take him? That took him half his. I know, but like they're, they're building this up to be like the end of it all. But like, well, really? Fun. Yeah, yeah. Like the, this is like the tournament of champions. Like it's all the champions fighting together. Wow, it's pretty damn cool. Wow. Yeah, I, every couple weeks that I'll check in on YouTube and see what people are, t- are saying about it. Uh, but I, I'm pretty sure like we're getting close to the actual like the final match, which I imagine is going to be Ash versus, um, I forget his name, but the dude with the Charizard from Sword and Shield with a dope cape. Oh, really? Oh. That's cool. Uh, and then, let's see. Nato says, Leon. Lords Lords of the Fallen. Oh, Leon, yeah. Uh, Lords of the Fallen. Wait, what's the name of the, the dragon gym leader in blue? Not gym leader, the in the Elite Four. Lance. Like the final- Lance, Lance. My fucking man. God, I Lance love that so cool. guy. Him and his fucking Dragonite. Uh, Nanobal just says Lords of the Fallen is a souls like. Thank you for that. Um, Borzen says Netflix has Power Rangers show rights now, um, which that's good added context. I was more so asking for, um, you know, who can I get in multiverses? Because I would love to get the Power Rangers in multiverses or the Ninja Turtles. But I guess Hasbro can, or Andor Netflix can do their own thing. Put the Stranger Things kids in there too. Uh, Kabob says Ash also won the Orange Island League. We don't count the Orange Island League. Fucking Orange Island. <laughs> Remember Orange Island? Who was oh, that yeah. kid that that I just call not Brock? Uh, he had like the green shirt. Tracy he took picture and fucking Tracy. Get get Tracy the fuck out of here. Nobody God, fuck Tracy was Tracy. such a dork. Fucking dude. Dork. I will say though that you know Pokemon season one of the Indigo League that had the most banger theme song of all time. Period. We all understand that. Yeah. And I was like, there's no way that they can come out with another banger. And then the Orange Islands thing yeah. came out. And they yeah. like, so you want to be a master Pokemon? Oh, Do you have so the good. skills to be number, number one? one. Oh, that shit so was fire. High. And then for Johto, they came back with another banger that did it. Do, do, do. Yeah. I'm like, let's yeah. go. That's dude. probably honestly that's probably the reason why I didn't get uh, that. I dropped off at uh, I guess what season three technically. It was Gen 3 of the anime. I think that would have been like, yeah, the seasons get complicated at some point because they like lasted long. Yeah. Because uh, season two was Orange Islands, which wasn't from the games. So mm. the seasons and gens got off base. But anyway, gotcha. Jota was Gen 3 is where I dropped off. And I'm convinced that's because the, the theme song wasn't as hype as the previous three. Because goddamn. Yeah. I think goddamn. they just went back to a shitty version of the original theme for that. But I could Whack. be wrong. But I'm right there with you. Another reason is, bless, we did grow up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we did grow up. And no, that is fair. I was like, at that point, I was like, oh, well, you guys are now, you guys are chopping off characters. Misty's gone. Like, I yeah. can't do it anymore, man. I was here for Misty. <laughs> Tomorrow's host for Kind of Funny Games Daily are Mean Gary, is what it says on the doc, Tim. 
Mm-hmm. Do we have confirmation on what's going on? Yeah, is it's, it going to be it, me it, and you? It, it is you and Gary because okay. of a, 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 a plethora of reasons. But the biggest one being tomorrow's also our subathon. We're going to be hanging out Whoa. for a whole long ass time tomorrow after Kind of Funny Games Daily, streaming a bunch of games, whole bunch of your favorite Kind of Funny members playing stuff together. In yeah. Different combinations. It's going to be great. I love playing stuff together. Are we going to be playing Mario Party with possibly Joey Noel? You'll have to wait. You'll have to wait. You'll have to see. If you're watching this live on Twitch right now, after this, is some Apex and Valorant with Nick and Andy. If you want to catch that stream later, you can subscribe to YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Plays. Remember, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday live right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. And Tim, let me tell you, the shit list returns. And we're going to be talking about the top 10 best Nintendo soundtracks. Oh, so strap in for that, Tim. Me. Yeah, if you're listening, stick around for that. Again, if you're on the silver level of Patreon.com, so it's kind of funny games. Otherwise, until next time, Game Daily.